Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage, the podcast about the New Hampshire policymaking process, covering everything from facial recognition software to hobby distilling. Usually on this podcast, we highlight current bills making their way through the New Hampshire legislature, but this episode, we're honoring Constitution Day, talking about the process to amend the New Hampshire Constitution, which it turns out starts very similarly to a regular bill. I'm Anna Brown, Director of Research and Analysis for Citizens Count. And I'm Mike Dunbar, Content Editor for Citizens Count. I think people have this impression that the Constitution is this unchanging rock of a document, but at the state level anyway, that's far from true. Every year, there are roughly a dozen proposals to amend the New Hampshire Constitution, touching on everything from the maximum age for judges to hunting rights to the state's obligation to fund schools. Okay, so let's talk through the process. There are two ways to change or amend the New Hampshire Constitution. First, a legislator can propose a constitutional amendment, just like they would propose a bill. If that proposal passes the House and Senate with a three-fifths majority, that's 60%, the amendment is placed on the ballot in the next statewide election. If two-thirds, that's 67% of voters, support the amendment, the Constitution will get that update. So voters may remember approving two constitutional amendments this way back in 2018. Article 2B, which created a right of privacy, and a change to Article 8, which gave taxpayers standing to sue the government. Worth noting here that the New Hampshire Constitution is unlike the federal Constitution in that it spells out that right to privacy. Federal courts wrestle with the concept of privacy a lot since the exact word privacy doesn't appear in the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, and that's so interesting to me since I know that concept is such an important topic in the field of law, that word wouldn't appear. Yeah, I mean, you think Roe v. Wade and and search and seizure and, you know, can you tap people's phones, all of those cases. Exactly. So we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. But for now, the New Hampshire Constitution. So there's a second way to update that document. Correct. The House and Senate can also vote to propose a constitutional convention which is basically just a meeting to draft and vote on many constitutional changes at once. So voters elect delegates to the convention, similar to the process for electing state representatives. And if three-fifths of those delegates at the convention approve a constitutional change, that amendment once again goes back to the voters. Two-thirds of voters must support any amendment to alter the constitution. So no matter what, two-thirds of regular Granite State voters have to support any amendment. Correct. Worth taking a moment here to contrast that with the process to amend the U.S. Constitution. So U.S. representatives and senators can propose an amendment just like state legislators would for the Constitution in New Hampshire. And then if it passes the federal Congress by a two-thirds majority, the amendment then goes to the states. Three-quarters of state legislators must approve the amendment to make a constitutional change. And then once again, we have that constitutional convention option. So if two-thirds of state legislatures petition the U.S. Congress, that can trigger one of those conventions. Once again, three-quarters of the states still have to approve any constitutional changes that come out of the convention. I can't remember the last time we had an amendment to the United States Constitution. Well, the last constitutional convention was in 1787. So then we're looking at amendments. The most recent amendment, number 27, delays any congressional pay raises from taking effect until after the next election. So the idea is... Representatives can't just like vote for a pay raise immediately as soon as they get in office. You have to check back in with the voters. And that amendment was proposed back in 1789, but it took two centuries to get that threshold of enough states ratifying it. 
And the cool story here is an undergraduate student from the University of Texas named Gregory Watson was the one to reignite public interest in the amendment when he wrote a paper on it for school in 1982. And so by 1992, that's when enough states had finally ratified it to get it added to the Constitution. The one right before that may be more familiar to listeners. It was in 1971, and it gave 18-year-olds the right to vote. Once again, there's that interesting student tie-in, because this time the problem was that college-age students were being drafted to fight in the Vietnam War. They couldn't legally vote. So there was this big push to saying, all right, if you're old enough to die for your country, you should be old enough to vote. So it requires states to say at least 18. So decades, right? Okay, 1992, 1971, decades between the amendments, decades since we've seen one, but it's not uncommon to hear debates about amending the Constitution again and again. So in recent years, you may be familiar with support for a constitutional amendment that would limit election-related spending by corporations, NGOs, etc. And there was also a recent debate about a constitutional amendment limiting the U.S. Supreme Court to just nine justices. So amendments to the U.S. Constitution are rare, is what you're telling me, but there's almost always debate brewing about some kind of change. Meanwhile, in New Hampshire, there have been a lot more amendments over the years, most recently in 2018. Which way is better, frequent changes or not so much? Many people have the impression that the U.S. and New Hampshire constitutions are these fixed, sacred documents only in change in extreme circumstances. And That is true to an extent. The the whole point of a constitution is it sets out the principles, values, and rights that are the foundation of government. And it would be chaos if legislators had free reign to change rights or reorganize the government at will. But many founders did see constitutions as constantly evolving documents. So Thomas Jefferson, of course, famous founding father, once wrote, every constitution then and every law naturally expires at the end of 19 years. If it be enforced longer, it is an act of force and not right. Now, the drafters of New Hampshire's constitution were of a similar mindset. So the New Hampshire constitution requires the Secretary of State to put a constitutional convention on the ballot every 10 years. So based on that schedule, the 2022 general election ballot will include the question, shall there be a convention to amend or revise the constitution? Wow. So there's kind of an assumed 10-year expiration date. Oh, absolutely. And it's been decades since New Hampshire voters approved a constitutional convention, which is like the whole big party with the meeting and and delegates and Mm -hmm. the constitutional bonanza, I guess. But there's a lot of one-off amendments that seem to come up every few years. What are some likely amendments legislators may propose in 2022? Okay. Always some unique ideas that are difficult to predict, but there are also some amendments that have been proposed so many times that it's pretty good bet that they're going to make a reappearance in 2022 or 2023. So for example, legislators have often proposed a constitutional ban on an income tax or a sales tax. Right. So basically the constitutional version of the tax pledge that candidates are presented with every election season vowing to oppose any income or sales tax is what you're saying. Yes. And the constitutional amendment has yet to gain that supermajority because opponents are a little concerned about tying futures legislators' hands when it comes to budgeting. Mm -hmm. Now, another proposal I've seen several times is establishing an independent redistricting commission. Yes. So under the New Hampshire Constitution, the legislature has the authority to redraw voting districts every 10 years rather than an independent commission. So there's extra attention on this right now because it is a redistricting year. The legislature got the census data from 2020, 
and they're going to be redrawing those districts in 2022. Right. And ideally, an independent commission would prevent districts from being drawn to favor one party or another. Absolutely. But opponents argue legislators can be trusted to reflect the will of the people when it comes to redistricting since they were elected. It's one of the biggest state representative bodies in the English-speaking world. Mm. Now, speaking of New Hampshire legislators, there's a recurring proposal to change how much money legislators are paid currently. $100 plus mileage each year. And remember, check out our bonus episode about our podcast name to get into the pros and cons of New Hampshire's basically volunteer legislature. So another amendment that keeps coming up is kind of a throwback to something we talked about earlier in the episode, the voting age. So New Hampshire, it's age 18, just like, you know, that constitution lays out. But there's proposals to say, all right, if you're 17, but you're going to be 18 by the time of the general election, maybe you should be allowed to vote in the primary. That would boost civic engagement, but some lawmakers think 17-year-olds aren't mature enough to vote in primaries. If I had to place a bet, I would say that at least one of these ideas will be proposed again as a constitutional amendment in 2022. And I also think, given current events, there will probably be at least one constitutional amendment proposed related to medical decisions, whether it's focused on abortions or vaccination, because those are huge topics in New Hampshire and nationally right now. If you want to see all proposed constitutional amendments next year, check out the Citizens Count website. We track and summarize every bill that makes its way through the New Hampshire legislature, including constitutional amendments. So you can visit citizenscount.org slash bills to browse legislation. Every proposed constitutional amendment is numbered with the prefix CACR, which stands for Constitutional Amendment Concurrent Resolution. All right. At this point in the podcast, we usually do our only in New Hampshire segment about a fun New Hampshire fact. And I want to stick with the Constitution Day theme and do a few fun facts about New Hampshire's Bill of Rights. First of all, our state Bill of Rights actually has a right of revolution. It states, whenever the ends of government are perverted and public liberty manifestly endangered and all other means of redress are ineffectual, the people may and of right ought to reform the old or establish a new government. The doctrine of non-resistance against arbitrary power and oppression is absurd, slavish, and destructive of the good and happiness of mankind. New Hampshire's constitution does not mess around. It's very hardcore. So in 2020, a small group of legislators invoked this right to protest Governor Sununu's handling of the coronavirus, but nothing really came of that. There's only a few other states that have this right of revolution, and it's pretty much untested. So my second fun fact, New Hampshire didn't add the right to bear arms to the state constitution until the 1980s, which might be later than you might think. Obviously, the Second Amendment has been in the U.S. Constitution way longer than that, but that's a debate for another day. And then my last fun fact about the New Hampshire Constitution is that right to privacy we mentioned earlier. According to the National Conference of State Legislatures, New Hampshire is one of just 11 states that spell out that right to privacy in their constitution. Yeah, that's very interesting to me, again, that uh, the federal constitution, which is where we hear so much about the right to privacy, doesn't have that word in it, but the New Hampshire constitution does. So, And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of subtle differences like that, where, you know, whether you're talking about the right to revolution or that right to privacy, it's interesting to think about, does that reflect our state's values? Like the right to revolution, for example, right? It's not really like people invoke that on a daily basis. The same way that, you know, people talk about the federal First Amendment or anything like that. So, you know, I think it's interesting to read through that entire Bill of Rights if you live in New Hampshire and think to yourself, does this reflect our state values and character? Because sometimes it's more about that than just 
what happens in the courts. Right. And if there comes a day where the citizens feel that it doesn't reflect themselves anymore, that's sort of the opportunity to make those amendments and make those changes. So now we have the the process laid out to do that. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode, but you can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. Subscribe through your favorite podcast channel or follow us on social media to catch any updates on season two. We would like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Grand State News Collaborative for hosting this podcast. Our theme music is composed by Mike Dunbar. And lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people for the people. 